Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and in today's episode, we're looking at the ways that you can get help with repurposing your content if you have a little bit of budget to spend and you're now looking to bring in support. So last week on the podcast, I talked about how you can get started with repurposing your content if it's just you. So there's no team or no particular budget to go into content repurposing, but it's something that you want to start getting involved in. But this week, I'm going to look at the ways that you can bring in some support and some help if you have a little bit of budget to put behind this. So firstly, I'm going to look at what you could get some help with and making those decisions. And then I'm going to talk about some of the places that you can actually go to, to find people who are able to help you. If you're thinking about getting some help, then you need to work out what you want to get help with. And there's a few things that I think you need to do. So firstly, what I think you should do is to consider your skills and consider what you should be spending your time doing. So what can you do? What do you have the skills at doing? And what should you be doing? And also, what do you like to do as well? And unfortunately, they don't necessarily always all align. So there's things that you maybe really enjoy doing and you're skilled at doing them. But should you be doing them? Is that the best use of your time? So for example, you could be really good at creating social media graphics and you enjoy doing it. But is that really the best use of your time? Or on the opposite, you're spending ages creating these social media graphics, you don't like doing them and you're not even really that good at doing it, then I think the answer there is definitely that it's probably not the best use of your time. But this is something that you firstly need to think about. You know, you need to consider the time versus money aspect. And what I mean by that is that your time is worth money. So every hour that you spend doing something, you could be spent on something else instead. And there's a there's a value attached to your own time. It's worth something. So a good way to look at this is to put a dollar amount on an hour of your time and work out, should you be outsourcing this task? Because actually it would cost me less to get somebody else to help me to do this. Who most likely could be more skilled than you, or should you be doing this yourself? So they're really, really important things to think about. What are your skills? What should you be doing? What do you want to be doing? And where are there opportunities to get somebody else to help? So the next thing to consider is hiring for the task. If you're going to get some help, I'm going to come on in a minute in terms of where you could go for help. But let's say you go for a freelancer to come in and help you. Then just to be um, really aware of the fact that you need to hire for the task and that you're not likely to find one person who is a superhero and can do absolutely everything from um, video editing to creating graphics to writing really good copy and really good content to planning things out. That's not likely to be one individual. So you need to break things down and consider yourself as hiring for the task as opposed to one 
super person who can do everything. So where can you go to to find this help? So of course, one option is to go ahead and hire an employee. So we're talking about when you don't necessarily have a huge budget. So perhaps we're not talking about a full-time employee, but you maybe could go ahead and you can hire a part-time employee to come on and work for you. Now, something to consider with this is that there are um, employment costs associated with bringing on an employee. Now, I'm based in the UK. I can't really talk for other countries, but you have costs associated with the salary, with benefits, with pension and other things, administrative things that you need to deal with if you bring somebody on as an employee. So another option could be to go down the route of looking for freelancers. Now, this is something that I have done before many times. I've hired many freelancers to come on board and help me with particular jobs and tasks. So let me just tell you a few of the places that I would go when looking to hire a freelancer. So firstly, there is Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R, Fiverr.com. Now, this is a, a marketplace where people who are looking for help for digital skills can um, find others who are offering those digital skills. When Fiverr first started, every job on there was a Fiverr, $5, hence the name. That's not really the case anymore now. Well, not, not at all. There are some jobs I'm sure that you can get for a Fiverr, but many of the sellers on Fiverr offer jobs at um, a higher price point than a Fiverr. And often you um, are asked if you want to upgrade, if you want things to be turned around a little quicker extra enhancement to the job which will always cost a little bit more but Fiverr is somewhere that you can go I think Fiverr gets a little bit of a bad rep sometimes and um, because obviously there are there's going to be a big variety of quality of people on there um, you need to just look at the ratings of the individuals everybody can get rated look at the feedback and in most cases, I'd say probably not go for the lowest priced option as well, but it really does just depend on what the job is. Okay, then another option would be to go to sites. So there's two other sites that I have used. One is called upwork.com and the other is called people per hour. Dot com. They're very similar that in these um, sites, it's you actually post the job that you would like somebody to do and then you get applications from people and you can set all sorts of parameters in terms of the kinds of applicants that you want, um, how experienced they are, where, they could, where they're based. If it's a writing job, then maybe you might state that you want a native English speaker and um, whatever kind of parameters you want to put in there and you get applications applicants and then you can choose who you want to work with and whichever route you go there are plenty of other sites that you can find freelancers from and some niche sites for niche skills as well so good old google can help you out with finding those kind of sites and um, some tips that i would give here is to just be really really clear on the job that you want somebody to complete really clear on the task really clear on how you want them to go about completing the work and really clear on the deadlines as well and any kind of review process and revisions that you want them to be involved in. So the clearer you are when working with um, freelancers, the more likely you're going to get success with the job that you've hired them for. Another option 
on top of that, there's a couple actually. Secondly, is to move away from the online world. So we all get you know, very caught up sometimes in the online world when actually there could be somebody who could help you more locally. So you can look for local help and local freelancers and um, and work with people in that way. So that, of course, is another option. And then another option is to bring on a VA to work for you. So often with a VA, it's, it's a bit like an employee, except they are offering a service as opposed to coming on to your company, onto your books um, as an employee. But what happens with VAs often is that you will have a service agreement, you'll agree on a set number of hours every week, and that can work really, really well. But just to remember what I said at the start of the episode, you can't expect one person to have all of the different skills that you require. So you still need to make sure that you're hiring the VA for the specific tasks that you want them to do. So in closing, last week I talked about how you need to think about taking things step by step and the same goes here. So if you find somebody who can help you with a new aspect of content repurposing, then um, bake that into your processes perhaps ask them if they will be available on a weekly basis and just try and take things week by week, step by step until you've really built that um, content repurposing into your content processes. And then finally, again, I mentioned at the start, but to always bear in mind the alternative is you doing the work. So the alternative is either the work doesn't get done or that you do it. And just remember to think about what is the value of your time? What would be the dollar price tag that you'd put on an hour of your time? And what could you be doing instead? Is there something that you could be doing instead which would be more directly related to the growth of your business? So next week, I'm going to be looking at the options for help with content repurposing if you've got a little bit more budget. So where you want more strategy and more focus on repurposing your content and you really are at the stage now where you want to explode your content online and really start growing your audience. So that's what we'll talk about in next week's episode. So thank you very much for listening to today's episode. I hope it was really useful. If you have any feedback or you'd like to get in touch, please do amy at content10x.com. Head over to the website and also follow us on social media, all at the handle at content10x. Until next time, thanks for listening.